You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Hello and welcome to the Valentine's Views podcast here on Big Blue View Radio. I'm your host, Ed Valentine, editor of Big Blue View. Today's show comes to you on Friday as the New York Giants prepare for a Week 2 contest against the Buffalo Bills on Sunday at MetLife Stadium, a game which will be the Giants' home opener, and one in which they will try to avoid a third straight 0-2 start to a season, 0-2 in both 2017 and 2018. Obviously, going 0-2, the history of, uh, of teams making the playoffs in the NFL at 0-2, I believe, is somewhere around 13% since the playoff format was changed in 1990. So if the Giants have any designs at all on being a playoff team, which uh, you know it's debatable whether or not this is a team capable of being a playoff team, but if they're going to have any real chance, then winning on Sunday would definitely be uh, a step in the right direction. It would also be a step you know, in the direction of, you know, keeping the uh, the Eli Manning-Daniel Jones debate at bay for just a little while longer. A few things that we've got for you today. Had a chance to speak with Bruce Nolan of SB Nation's Buffalo Rumblings, which writes about the Buffalo Bills. We'll play that interview for you here momentarily. Also, a couple of uh, of special clips for you as well. I was in the locker room on Thursday, had an opportunity to listen to Giants defensive coordinator James Betcher speak regarding Sunday's poor effort by the Giants defense in their loss to the Dallas Cowboys. Play a, I'll play a piece of, of, the, uh, of Betcher's remarks for you, and we'll talk a little bit about, uh, about what the defensive coordinator had to say. Also had a chance this week to speak with former Giants offensive lineman Rich Soybert about a player who the Giants claimed on waivers this week. That would be linebacker Tuzar Skipper, whom the Giants claimed from the Pittsburgh Steelers. Turns out that Skipper is a player Soybert knows from having worked with him at the Test Football Academy in New Jersey. So uh, have a nice story up on Big Blue View with uh, with Soybert's remarks regarding Skipper. And we'll play just a little bit of, of what he had to say to me for you. All right, first, let's play our interview with Bruce Nolan of Buffalo Rumblings. Okay, Giants fans, I'm joined now by Bruce Nolan of Buffalo Rumblings. Bruce writes for Rumblings and podcasts over there. So, Bruce, thank you very much for uh, spending some time with me. Thanks a lot for having me, Ed. Hey, so let's get right into this. Uh, you know, we've got Giants and Bills on Sunday at MetLife Stadium. Did, did the Bills just spend a week hanging out in New Jersey? Yeah, we did. It's going to be a very strange experience to go back on an away game 
to the exact same facility that you were just at an away game yet uh, before last week. So we're hoping maybe it feels like home a little bit more time this time around. Well, it's funny because I have uh, I live in upstate New York in the Albany area, but because of you know covering the Giants is I have ties in New Jersey, and my son actually lives in in Hamburg, New York, just a couple miles away from uh, from New Era Field. So so I I know that trip. Yeah, it's it's you know the I ninety five from Philly down to Washington, and then that long road up from from the city up to upstate New York. I actually spend the I uh, the I ninety going from Cleveland to Buffalo up my way. So I'm I'm familiar with a long drive as well, although in different directions. It is a long, boring hike. That that's for sure. For sure, there's really nothing there. But, you know, if, if we keep talking about that, then people are going to think this is a really, really boring podcast, Bruce. So let's, <laughs> let, so let's get off that topic and, and let's talk Bill's Giants on Sunday. And I have to start with, with Josh Allen. Just tell me where Josh Allen is in his development as he starts his second year and whether or not folks in Buffalo think that he is a guy who can be a 10 or 12 year franchise quarterback. I think the optimism around the fan base right now regarding Josh Allen is fairly high. I would say overall that it's fairly optimistic. There's some some really realistic bents to it, but I think right now where Josh Allen is, is Josh Allen is learning to go from a quarterback who does a couple things, a quarterback who can make some plays to a quarterback who can control the game. That's the next step. We saw in the back half of 2018 that Josh Allen can be a playmaker, but that's not good enough. That's not the only way to be a franchise quarterback. There's lots of quarterbacks who can make plays, but that doesn't make you a franchise quarterback. The next step is, can you do the little things right? Can you take the appropriate checkdowns? Can you throw the ball away when you're in trouble? Can you make sure that you're taking the intermediate to short routes with the right ball placement to be able to enable yards after catch? That's the next step he has to take. We saw some encouraging signs in the preseason. We saw a few more encouraging signs week one, and that's where we need to go with Josh Allen moving forward. Bruce, let's talk a little bit about week one. Buffalo you know, coming back from a 16 nothing deficit to beat the Jets, you know, coming off a uh, a six and ten year, I believe. You know, hopefully, as a, as Buffalo fans would hope, you know, trying to develop and and eventually, you know, get off that uh, that playoff schneid that you guys have been on. Um, how big was that win on Sunday? I think it was big. Not just because it was over a divisional opponent, but it was also big from the Josh Allen development standpoint. There have been numerous veterans on the Bills team who have said, you know, he's our guy and we believe in him and we'll go to war with him. And I think things like that go a long way to developing him as a team leader and developing the team confidence that no matter what situation we find ourselves in late in the game, we believe that Josh Allen can do that. And there's power in that from a team standpoint. I think that Josh Allen was quoted as saying to the defense, don't worry, I'll get my bleep together, is what he said. You know, hey, I'll get it together and we'll make this happen. And he did. And so when that happens and he's able to prognosticate that happening, 
I think that adds to the aura. That adds to the leadership. That adds to this idea that we just keep fighting every down, and we believe that if there's a chance for it to happen, it will happen with Josh Allen under his, under his leadership. It's it's interesting because you know we were sixteen nothing down, but we were we were winning the game from the twenties, and then we would turn the ball over inexplicably with botched snaps and tip passes, and you know the the. The Jets were getting ready to steal that game from the Bills. If they would have won it, it would have been through the wonkiest of circumstances. They would have gotten a defensive touchdown, which is rare. They would have gotten a safety, which is really rare. And they would have gotten multiple turnovers. That's how lesser teams beat better teams. Through those fluky turnover ratio, defensive touchdown, safety, that's how that happens. So the Jets were ready to steal that one from a team that was actually performing better than them, and we just didn't let them take it. And I think that's powerful for the Bills. Even when things go wrong, we can still pull it out. Interesting. So you look at the Bills 6-10 and 10 a year ago, hopefully on an upward arc. You look at the Giants 5-11 and 11 a year ago, coming off a bad loss to Dallas, but also hoping that they're on an upward arc you know, as they try to overcome some some bad recent seasons. Do you see similarities just maybe in the development curve or, or in these two franchises at all as to where they are right now? I do see similarities there. And it's not just because Sean McDermott and Brandon Bean come from the very similar Gettleman sort of tree of leadership. I see similarities because they want to fix the offensive line, which the Buffalo Bills did this year. The Giants did it with a trade for Kevin Zeitler. They wanted to draft their quarterback. Daniel Jones was at six overall. Josh Allen was a seven overall. Now they're transitioning. If you look at Eli Manning, very similar to the way that we may have looked at other veterans last year, like A.J. McCarron or Nathan Peterman in the sense that we don't want to start Josh Allen right away. Now, the good news is Eli Manning is so far superior to those quarterbacks that you don't have to throw Daniel Jones in the way that we unfortunately had to throw Josh Allen in last year. I think there is a similarity there with the curve. There may be the Giants might be a, f- a few half steps behind because they haven't started Daniel Jones yet, but they're taking similar steps in similar orders to what the Bills were doing. Yeah, it's uh, it's kind of interesting to look around and 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 see you know similarities between teams because as as you probably know, you get tunneled in on your own franchise that you root for that you cover and you you forget that that other franchises and other fan bases are are going through similar circumstances yeah and you think about the browns and the jets and the ravens all of whom took their hopefully franchise quarterback during the same draft where the bills got allen and then you look at the cardinals and rosen who took a hard left and went the opposite direction And you think, goodness gracious, they're all building, but they're all building in different ways. And you start to see constructs form as far as how an organization believes that a team should be built. You look at the Jets and you look at the Bills and you line them up next to each other and you say, okay, what did the Jets do this offseason? They went and got a marquee running back and they went and got uh, an extremely high priced off ball linebacker. And they said, okay, so let's get, let's get some pizzazz. They hired a new offensive coach, and they said, let's get some pizzazz up in here. And then you look at inversely what the Bills did, and they loaded up on their offensive line, and they spent basically no resources on their skill positions 
in the in the free agency period, except for getting two wide receivers and dismissing the rest of them. They spent a third round pick on a running back, but it was really that offensive line that was the focus. And so you see different franchises handle the concept of building differently. And there's much more similarity between the Buffalo Bills and the Giants because of that Gettleman connection than there is between the Buffalo Bills and the Jets, who come from a di- completely different team team building theory. All right, Bruce. So last question for you here. And I'm not going to ask you to make a prediction, but what I'm going to ask you to do is is consider it this way. The Bills win Sunday if, and the Giants win Sunday if, you know, what happens? I think the Bills win Sunday if Saquon Barkley is good but not dominant. I don't think you can stop Saquon Barkley from being good. I don't think that's an option. He's going to get his. He, he is inarguably, in my opinion, the best running back in football. And the fact that he can do so when everyone knows it's coming is a testament to his talent. Uh, you can make an argument that the Giants probably should have given him more carries last week against the Cowboys. And he's oh, don't, simply don't that remind good. Giants fans of that, please. <laughs> he's simply that good. And if the Bills are able to control him and make him just good instead of dominant and game dominating sort of player, then the Bills have a chance. But the Giants will win if it's the Barkley and Ingram show the entire time. If the Barkley and Ingram show gets off the ground and starts moving and the Bills linebackers can't cover either one of them, and when the Bills go sub-package, they're getting beat up in the run game. If that's what happens, the Giants can take this one. All right, Bruce, thank you very much. Folks, check out Buffalo Rumblings on SB Nation if uh, you're interested in anything about the Bills leading up to Sunday's game. We, Bruce, we thank you, and uh, good luck on Sunday. Let's hope that uh, there are no major injuries, and, and we have a good one. From your lips to God's ears, Ed. Thank you. Good stuff there from Bruce Nolan as we look forward to Sunday's game against the Buffalo Bills. Obviously, if the Giants are going to win on Sunday, they're going to need to play much better on defense than they did against the Dallas Cowboys was a very disappointing effort for the Giants. Gave up a league-worst 405 yards passing to the Cowboys. Gave up touchdowns on five consecutive long Dallas drives. Weren't able to generate any pressure uh, in the pass rush. They weren't able to tackle or cover very well in the secondary. Lots of issues Defensive coordinator James Betcher met with the media on Thursday in his weekly press briefing and was asked about a variety of the defensive issues. The one that uh, that I will play for you here, I'm going to play a clip for you of James Betcher discussing uh, the lack of pass rush and what the Giants can do in, in an effort to fix that. After we hear the Betcher clip, We'll take a quick break for a word from our sponsors, and then we'll come back with a little bit more here at Big Blue View Radio. When it comes down to whether you pressure or your four-man rush, it, it comes down to winning one-on-ones, and we have to do a better job winning one-on-ones. Um, you know, I, I think coming out of week one, you, in terms of that specifically, you don't sit back and say, oh, I'm surprised. I can't believe this. I can't believe that. I, I don't live in that world. 
I look at it, okay, here's an issue, here's something we got to get better at, and let's go work to get better at it. And um, we're running two things, we ain't running from them, so it's a totally different, um, you know, not attacking the question by any means, but um, we, I have a totally different mindset with those kind of things. We need to attack what the problem was and go work to correct the problem. And not just say, uh, we need to rush the quarterback better. I think anyone can say that. Uh, you know, Colton told me that as well. And But the truth is, how do you rush the passer better? What fundamentals and techniques do we need to improve? And with specifically what guys and players. Vacations can be tricky. You already know how to book flights and hotels. But now the only thing you're missing is, you know, the actual travel experience. Because is it really a vacation if you're just sitting around like you would at home? You need a tool to get the most out of your time away. That's where Viator steps in. You can book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. All right, Giants fans, Ed Valentine back here on the Valentine's Views podcast as we continue talking about Sunday's Giants versus Buffalo Bills contest one of the things that the Giants did this week in an effort to uh, to hopefully uh, improve the pass rush that uh, James Betcher was was addressing earlier is they claimed outside linebacker Tuzar Skipper an undrafted free agent rookie on waivers from the Pittsburgh Steelers. Skipper is a guy who had an outstanding preseason in Pittsburgh that included 5 sacks. Uh, was a guy who made Pittsburgh's initial 53-man roster. The Steelers tried then to pass him through waivers and get him to the practice squad when they needed uh, a roster spot at a different position. The Giants pounced on Skipper, which turned out to be a very fortunate move since they've had to place Edge Kareem Martin on IR designated to return because of a knee sprain. Uh, what Skipper can bring to the Giants, you know, we'll have to wait and see. He does have uh, have the you know had the the really outstanding preseason, which showed some pass rush potential. Learned this week that former Giant Rich Soybert worked with Skipper at Test Football Academy. During the buildup to the NFL draft, reached out to Rich during the week. There's a really, really nice, or what I believe is a really, really nice piece uh, with uh, Soybert's quotes regarding Skipper up on Big Blue View. Hope you guys uh, stop over at BigBlueView.com, look for that, give that a read. What I want to do right now is play a quick piece of uh, of the interview that I did with Soybert regarding uh, regarding Tuzar Skipper. I knew that if he had an opportunity, he would find a way onto a roster. Like I really did. Like 
the, 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 the I would say kid because he's a kid to me, but he's not right. The, the right. young man, mm-hmm. the young man, like he just had a great attitude every day, mm-hmm. and um, to me that goes a long ways. You know, he, he reminded like he could have played in the locker room that I played in back in the day where. Uh, we worked hard, but we also busted balls and, and, and we got our work done, but we enjoyed, we enjoyed every aspect of it. And I truly believe he enjoys playing football. I mean, can you see, I mean, obviously you're, you're in a facility, you're in a testing environment, you're not watching film on a guy. Can you see, you know, can you judge NFL ability in that setting? Me? I don't know if I can. But mm-hmm. I know that I can judge freak of talent, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> the guy is a uh, he's a specimen. You know, just look at the guy. Uh, I don't know what he ended up leaving test at, but probably he didn't have much body fat on him, and he was chiseled, and he can move, and uh, he was literally, you know, uh, shoot. What's the word I'm looking for? Like a, a physical freak. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I that he had a bunch of raw talent. Sure, you know, like we're all raw. That's that's why he probably went undrafted. Mm-hmm. But um, I think if you harness that energy in the right way, he could he could help out the Giants quite a bit right now. Quite obviously, Soybert believes that the Giants may have stumbled across a diamond in the rough here, a kid who played at Toledo and was really overlooked in the draft process. Uh, please do read the story at Big Blue View. Skipper is an excellent story kid who had a really rough upbringing, really rough start to life, and it's uh, it's always nice to see guys like this make it. We'll cross our fingers and hope that he can help the Giants going forward. They can certainly uh use a little bit of a little bit of energy in their pass rush which simply wasn't good enough against the Dallas Cowboys. I think they had two hits on Dak Prescott and maybe four pressures in 32 dropbacks by Prescott, which just isn't going to get the job done. It's not going to help out their secondary, and it's not going to be good enough. If the Giants can't do better than that, it's going to be a long, long year uh, for the defense. So we'll cross our fingers. We'll hope that Skipper and the rest of the Giants pass rushers uh, can get some pressure on Buffalo quarterback Josh Allen on Sunday. Please, uh, Check out the Chris and Joe show on Big Blue View Radio, our newly launched podcast. The latest episode of that show is a preview of Sunday's Bills-Giants game. Check that out as Chris Flum and Joe DeLeon break down what they expect to see on Sunday. Please remember to subscribe to Big Blue View Radio on all of your favorite podcast applications. If it's possible, give us a review. Give us, a, if you're on iTunes, give us as many stars as you can. That will uh, increase our rating on uh, on iTunes. Give us a chance to be seen and her- to be heard. I shouldn't say seen, but to be heard by more people out there uh, in the uh, out there who like to to listen to podcasts and who like to. Uh, to have information about the New York Giants. So as always, Giants fans, we thank you for listening and we'll talk to you again soon. Bye-bye. More to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. 
Imagine this, high quality leads, fast closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today. Support for this podcast came from SAS. Data is everything. And now everything is data, which means more to process, more to analyze. And now more than ever, speed to answers matters. So how do you produce those answers as fast as the world produces data? With SAS VIA, the quickest way from a billion points of data to a point of view. It's a more productive data and AI platform that helps you get more done. Learn more today at sas.com slash VIYA.